fields of play, how top jocks enlist e-gaming to hone their winning edge. Hello, I'm Ira Joe Fisher in the training room. The search for athletic success has some scientists wondering if children should be playing video games to train their minds as often as they use gyms to train their bodies. Scientists have long studied the world's top athletes, and now they're mixing analytics and retro-like video games to test what some say is the next frontier in sports, the athletic mind. To crack these cognitive secrets, a billion-dollar brain gaming industry has risen. And this causes some people to wonder whether youngsters should be shooting down aliens to sharpen their minds as often as they hit the gym if they want to hit athletic heights. One such program, Intelligim, developed for Israeli fighter pilots, bears an uncanny resemblance to asteroids, an old-school arcade favorite, pitting players against alien space fleets. Well, this program is used by top European soccer clubs to test and improve the spatial awareness of soccer academy prospects. In March, Jurit Sanders, a scientist with Dutch club PSV Eindhoven, told the New York Times all about this. Now, the results aren't conclusive, but the club is sufficiently intrigued to push on after finding that players who come in low on tests tend to perform on the field at a lower level. Lower, though, than those who score high, and they tend to play at a higher level. Well, on this side of the Atlantic, there are several sports franchises investing in a similar Canadian-based technology called NeuroTracker, the NHL's Pittsburgh Penguins, and the NFL's Atlanta Falcons. But few have gone as deep as U.S. soccer, which will soon wrap up a three-year study involving more than 10,000 elite prospects. What I can tell you, says Jared Miklos, director of the U.S. Soccer Development Academy, is that we have certainly found a positive trend. Elite athletes score better. But for now, the point is to obtain data. Soon we'll start figuring out what it really says. A lingering doubt about these programs revolves around what science calls transfer, the idea that practice in one task will automatically carry over to success in another. For former Canadian Olympic snowboarder Caroline Calvey, there's no debate. For me, it's a no-brainer, she says. Of course it translates. Calvey was a disappointing 20th in the Vancouver Olympics, and she jumped from 20th to 6th in the world with the help of NeuroTracker. If I'm on the game and lose my focus, then, just like on the hill, my performance suffers. Matt Ryan, who recently quarterbacked the Falcons to the Super Bowl, echoes Calvay's sentiment. Ryan uses NeuroTracker three times a week, and he told the New York Times, players spend a lot of time working on our bodies, but it's equally important to have our mind operating on a high level. That's exactly what this program helps you do. Measuring these gains on a scientific level is another matter, says Brian Christie, a neuroscientist at the University of Victoria and the University of British Columbia. The problem, in part, he says, is due to a series of intangibles, specifically the Hawthorne effect. Let's say you have a bunch of swimmers, and right before the Olympics, you give them new swim suits, skin tight, they look good, which you say will decrease water resistance to make them faster. 
even if these suits are nothing more than a placebo. The team will do better because they think they will do better. Nevertheless, Christie believes that cognitive devices like NeuroTracker and the newer, more diverse AMP system from Visual Cognitive Technologies, LLC, can increase focus. So much so that he questions whether these new technologies are completely aware of what they have. After five years of study, Christie says the real beauty of these programs may lie not only with their on-field predictive ability, but with diagnosing concussions. Basically, across the board, at any age, you have a 40% drop in your ability to do this program if you're concussed. So within minutes, you can tell, especially if you have a baseline, if an individual is impaired. Christie is further encouraged by tests on patients dealing with subclinical dementia. We actually have a group of aged individuals who are worried about cognitive decline and they are going crazy over this because they think it's helping their bridge scores. I'm not sure yet if it's the Hawthorne effect, but they're killing it in their social game. For now, says Christie, it's early days. As the research accumulates, we'll know where we go from here. So don't press the reset button just yet. The machines may or may not be coming. And that's the training room. I'm Ira Joe Fisher.